Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. to the Explaining History podcast. Um, we're continuing today with the theme of the decline of French imperialism in Indochina as we get closer to the catastrophe of Dien Bien Phu. Now, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you'll know that I've mentioned Dien Bien Phu a couple of times, and it's a topic that I'd uh, like to return to, as, as with the uh, fall of um, Singapore, in early 1942. Dien Bien Phu is one of those critical moments in 20th century history where um, the tide of Western imperialism in Asia is, uh, is essentially reversed. And the verdict of Dien Bien Phu was the end not just of French imperialism in Indochina, but it sent shockwaves throughout the remainder of the French Empire in the Middle East. North Africa, and in Sub-Saharan Africa. So we'll look today at um, the uh, growing political crisis and political weariness over the, the war in Indochina and the effect that the MBM Fu has on that. So again, we're reading from uh, Fight or Flight by Martin Thomas. And um, previously, when we had looked at this chapter... The very idea of the French Union, which would to be, which was to be, the kind of post-imperial or post-directly colonial uh, dominion system that would exist within Indochina of um, states within the broader uh, French Empire, but with a degree of autonomy um, and a degree of kind of local. Uh, economic and uh, political codependency. Uh, this scheme um, falls apart in 1953 when uh, Cambodia is um, given full independence uh, based uh, as a result of um, huge protests uh, from Cambodia as a result of uh, a kind of a reckless French intervention in the economies 
of the various Indo-Chinese states. Um, you can hear more about that on, on the previous podcast. Uh, Martin Thomas writes, Back in Paris, war weariness was exacting a heavier toll. All of the government, governing parties identified with starting, expanding or sustaining the war, the MRP, the Socialists, the Radicals and the, UDR, the UDSR, were now internally divided over it. Public opposition to the conflict was also harder to ignore. Journalists took the lead. Some wrote for a, reinvig- for a reinvigorated Catholic press, tending to focus on the conflict's ethical dimensions. Others criticised the war's shadowy politics in the Fourth Republic's flagship newspaper, Le Monde, founded in 1946. And longer, in, uh, in-depth critiques appeared in, other, uh, in uh, another newly established uh, uh, title, the weekly L'Express. Throughout the national press, a steady stream of press editorials decried past administrative failures and questioned the wisdom of continued military engagement. So there's some fascinating parallels once again here with uh, America and the the 1970s, um, particularly uh, the uh, publishing of the Pentagon Papers uh, and later um, the Watergate scandal. Here we have formerly united parties uh, in France, just as you later get in in America, who uh, believe in the uh, idea of the war, riven with internal divisions in the final days of the war and uh, recriminations and the debate as to um, to stick or twist, to carry on hoping that somehow something will turn up or to cut one's losses with the political fallout that comes with that. And the newspapers become uh, the, uh, the bane of the government's life. Um, and that is only really because the newspapers echo what broader public opinion says anyway. And of course, none of this political turmoil escaped the notice of Washington. Again, Martin Thomas writes, Watching France's fight strategy unravel in late 1953, Eisenhower's Republican administration worked behind the scenes to ensure that a new coalition uh, government under Joseph Laniel conceded independence to the governments in Phnom Penh, Luang Prabang and Saigon. The Associated States idea, a cornerstone of the original French Union scheme, was dead. In the previous uh, podcast, we talked about the achievements of Delatre, the leader of the French military expedition in Vietnam, who uh, died in 1953. And one of the interesting and perhaps fateful by-products of Delatre's success, Delatre was obviously a very talented um, commander, uh, but he was equipped with uh, American hardware, was the uh, Chinese military aid group, um, the Chinese advisers who passed from China into northern Vietnam to advise the Democratic Republic of Vietnam, the uh, communist government uh, in the north. Um, the CMAG uh, took the lesson from uh, De Lattre's successors uh, that even more military hardware needed to be uh, piled up, uh, and that uh, the North Vietnamese, the uh, um, the DRV, needed to redouble its efforts to expand its manpower, to conduct further guerrilla raids, to uh, prepare for an even um, even more uh, intense battle to come. 
the result of Delantra was to um, redouble the commitment of the Vietnamese communists to uh, outright military victory. Um, and this meant that they favoured that as a strategy over negotiation, believing that once the French had been finally humiliated in Vietnam, then it would be possible to secure any kind of withdrawal from them uh, that was possible, uh, that, they, that they chose. The Vietnamese Workers' Party, which was the uh, political vehicle of Ho Chi Minh, um, was relaunched in uh, 1951. Vo Nguyen Giap, um, Ho Chi Minh and the party secretary uh, Trong Chin um, were uh, certain that the only way to have uh, a, a, a removal of colonialism from uh, uh, Vietnam was to have a political revolution at the same time, so that the French could be physically removed from Vietnam and thereafter uh, an entirely new social system would have to be uh, put into place. And the uh, possibility of uh, Vietnamese people replicating the uh, colonial structures left behind and replicating the uh, oppression of colonialism was uh, entirely possible. However, the answer that um, Ho Chi Minh sought was to look to the example of Mao's government in China. And as we've seen before, uh, particularly in the works of Frank Dakota, uh, the period uh, 1949 to 57 in China was known the period of liberation was hardly a, a liberating experience for most ordinary Chinese. The um, argument that Mao and Ho Chi Minh uh, came up with, which is drawn from a kind of Marxist-Leninism, is that in order to have a tra social transformation to socialism, one needs to establish, a, uh, in Marx's eyes, a very short-lived dictatorship. Um, but... Uh, the uh, communist leaders of the 20th century very often ignored the, uh, the brevity, the intended brevity of, of, of this uh, and instead saw it as a, a kind of an ongoing kind of class dictatorship with all the violence and uh, bloodshed and oppression uh, uh, that, that, that resulted in. And Martin Thomas writes, To consolidate the power, the VWP, the Vietnamese Workers' Party, um, Politburo, um, concerted plans with Mao's government to consolidate their grip over Vietnam's northwestern provinces and neighbouring territory in Laos. After Giap's regular units uh, opened the Zam Noir offensive in Upper Laos in late March 1953, DRV forces began infiltrating southwards from their Viet Bac stronghold. This time around, it was harder to envisage them being dislodged. The revolution proceeded meanwhile. The pace of communal land redistribution within liberated zones quickened. Party propagandists warned uh, that peasant families who remained loyal to Bao Dai, the Vietnamese emperor, would be denied a share of the spoils. This was a direct riposte to the emperor's last-ditch efforts to sway the rural population with the promise of land reforms, a programme derailed by furious opposition from the Vietnamese landlords along the fertile banks of the Red River and the Mekong Delta. The French were uh, interested uh, in being able to have a back channel to Ho Chi Minh and uh, the uh, French commander general for Southeast Asia, 
the former free French diplomat Maurice de Jean, uh, served as the intermediary between, not just between um, the France and its client regimes, but also um, the, uh, the, the facilitator of a diplomatic back channel to um, Hanoi I- itself. De Jean um, held up the fiction that the Cambodian and Laotian governments were willing and equal partners in the fight against the Hanoi regime. By the late stage of the war, the Laotians were arguably the keener of the two. From August 1953 onwards, intensive French-Laotian frontier patrolling disrupted the DRB supply lines in what we would later kind of know as the, the Ho Chi Minh Trail. These minor successes in the north were overshadowed by a worsening crisis of authority in Saigon. The Emperor Bao Dai um, was caught uh, in a difficult position. Uh, he was very much compromised by his long-standing association with the French to make himself a credible national leader. The southward flood of refugees pointed to a popular longing for a decent non-communist alternative in Vietnam. Bao Dai did not fit the bill. So the uh, more romantic idea that um, the communists were the uh, nationally uh, kind of un- uh, um, unanimously popular party of liberation perhaps needs a bit of revising here. There was certainly widespread appeal for the basic message of land redistribution amongst the peasants. But there were significant numbers of people that uh, had experienced the uh, harsh justice of the communists. And perhaps smaller businessmen and um, more well-to-do farmers that had been expropriated and had lost their wealth. Um, so there was a, a definitely a, uh, a significant number of people looking for an alternative to the communists. It's just that the French and the Americans between them never managed to produce a credible one. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
the decline of French influence um, as more and more uh, Vietnamese began to strongly suspect that uh, the French would leave uh, and that the French couldn't win a decisive battle uh, against the DRV meant that there was less and less chance that they would be able to influence Vietnamese politics and that they would be able to ensure uh, a French-backed puppet ruler uh, would remain in power. Um, As a result, uh, the factionalism of South Vietnamese politics uh, increased with um, uh, a a rash of small parties and their own uh, paramilitary forces uh, emerging. The declining French capacity, Martin Thomas writes, to control events in Saigon was matched by an inability to regulate international involvement in the war. Communist China's immersion in the conflict was, of course, an accomplished fact. But the cessation of the Korean War in July 1953 released Chinese strategic energies to focus on securing victory in Indochina. With the Korean armistice finally concluded, and um, as autumn 1953 turned to winter, it became clearer that uh, that, uh, the Cold War giants were positioning themselves for Indochina's future without France. On the 19th of September 1953, Georgi Malenkov, uh, appointed Soviet Premier following Stalin's death six months earlier, proposed a negotiated settlement, reasoning that the USSR's Chinese ally should figure large in any peace talks. Six weeks later, US Vice President Richard Nixon met the heads of the government in Saigon, Phnom Penh and Luang Prabang. The Indo-Chinese Peninsula, he insisted, had overtaken Korea as America's foremost strategic priority in Eastern Asia. The Vice President pledged that Eisenhower's administration would redouble its efforts to defeat Hanoi, the implication being that France might have to do America's bidding if it failed to make military progress soon. The fight in Indochina was slipping out of French hands and into the grasp of stronger outsiders. Now this, for me, is that crucial pivot moment where... Uh, it starts starts to cease being a French conflict and starts to become a a Cold War struggle. Um, there is uh, a, a kind of a, a merging, an overlapping of uh, anti-colonial struggle and a, a wider um, a wider kind of Cold War dimension. Uh, and and this this appears to be uh, that moment when all of a sudden the likes of Malenkov start to uh, become involved and that uh, the US start to, uh, and, and Eisenhower and Nixon, start to make uh, pronouncements um, on the importance of Vietnam and they see the importance because they imagine what life will be like if the French lose and then really they start to ask themselves when the French lose. So the uh, conflict becomes no longer really um, France's to decide. And that sense becomes uh, overwhelming in 1954. The loss of control um, co- converges, as we know, on uh, the decisive event of Dien Bien Phu. Um, the siege that fall, befalls the French garrison um, at the northern fortress complex of Dien Bien Phu uh, and the uh, other key event was the convocation of an international conference at Geneva to negotiate an armistice uh, 
um, and to end the fighting. At the peace talks, the French uh, attempted to portray the war in Vietnam as a product of Chinese meddling. Uh, they were able to show, and this is true, that in 1945-46 to uh, the uh, Chinese nationalists who had um, marched into Vietnam from the, the, the north at the end of the Second World War had managed to hamper the uh, French from recolonising the north uh, and keeping French officials from travelling north. And they uh, were also able to uh, intercept Chinese intelligence, which um, showed the scope of uh, Maoist assistance to uh, the Hanoi regime. The whole effort was to delegitimize the war as a kind of popular mobilization uh, uh, against colonialism and to present the war as the kind of the, uh, the the creeping movement forward of international communism. This was obviously meant to appeal to uh, an American narrative. Uh, Martin Thomas writes, Diplomatic skirmishing was one thing, but the French nation, only fitfully engaged by the preceding eight years of the Indochina War, was in early 1954 gripped by the unfolding tragedy of Dien Bien Phu. Night after night, from January through to May, Passé and Galmont newsreels relayed the garrison's depletion to cinema audiences. Between the 20th of March and the 15th of May, Paris Match um, published 144 battlefield photographs, including five front covers variously depicting stretcher-bound casualties and stoical defenders, hopelessly outnumbered, staring out from the newsstands. These graphic, sorrowful images registered a huge impact making the national heroine of one uh, aristocratic French Air Force nurse, nurse, Lieutenant Genevieve de Gallard, nicknamed the Angel of the MBM Fu. So, the catastrophic decision of the French to establish a forward base in North Vietnam in a valley, uh, principally because there were airfields there that could be resupplied, um, and one last-ditch attempt to um, win a strategic uh, battle in North Vietnam, uh, perhaps to bring about uh, better odds, uh, better outcomes during uh, negotiations, was um, totally underdone, undermined by the fact that the uh, North Vietnamese were still uh, assisted by uh, China, were still equipped with uh, Chinese um, artillery and rockets, and were able to pour fire from the mountaintops down into the valley. The French, um, who were uh, undermanned, they relied on significant numbers of colonial troops, um, uh, African troops and uh, other Vietnamese troops, um, and who were at a point whereby many people in the French government believed the course was lost anyway, held out bravely for um, several months uh, until the, the end was, was inevitable. And Martin Thomas writes, The DRV's gargantuan logistical task in relaying troops, munitions and food to the hills surrounding DMBM Phu was only tangentially apparent in the images of artillery bombardments and wave after wave 
of infantry assaults, but photographs and film footage of bodies strewn across the Dien Phu's valley floor were real enough. Start warnings from French military intelligence officers in Saigon about the vast scale of Chinese aid to the DRV army, estimated by March 1954 at over 300,000 strong, no longer seemed outlandish. The siege was a colonial war on a Second World War scale. <clears throat> Both sides were pushed to breaking point by the battle, a killing field whose intimate horrors were brought home to the French public like no other empire confrontation hitherto. So Dien Bien Phu was something quite unique for a country like France that was used to um, colonial conquests and used to violence in colonial uh, war being a fairly one-way matter. Not only was the um, opponent, the DRV, quite capable of fighting, but also fighting on a scale that one would have anticipated with the Second World War, which was, uh, as far as the French were concerned, a, uh, a First World Fair uh, wars between the First World Powers. Uh, now, uh, the uh, colonial uh, conflict that France was enveloped in uh, was taking on those sorts of proportions, and the, the colonised were uh, fighting very, very effectively. This is a huge psychological blow, and one that the um, the DRV the, um, uh, and uh, General Giap particularly uh, were um, well aware of, and it was a lesson that was very instructive. It was a lesson that was not forgotten, and it was a lesson that would be repeated uh, during the American attempts to um, destroy uh, communist power in Indochina. What was learned by the Vietnamese is that colonial powers can only put up with so much, and colonial powers uh, cannot accept the kinds of losses that colonised peoples can accept in their struggle for freedom from colonisation. Uh, in, in that sense, there's a kind of an, an asymmetric warfare by the time the Geneva Conference opened on the 26th of April, the French garrison and the DRV both were beyond exhaustion. Um, f- uh, French Premier Joseph Laniel begged the British to join Eisenhower in a statement of support for the French position in Indochina. Churchill declined, um, adding rather unhelpfully that he thought it a great mistake to have left this large and important force in so isolated a position. Um, Churchill's remark was merely a statement of what was by then obvious. On the 7th of May, Dien Bien Phu's battered inmates surrendered, and Laniel's six months in office ended five weeks after that. And as we shall see when we next look at the uh, Geneva Peace Conference, the uh, end of the French uh, era in Vietnam came with the humiliating defeat at Dien Bien Phu. France could have fought on, yes. Uh, but there was no political will to do so. And it's very often that that's more decisive in uh, whether or not to to withdraw. There was no popular mood for uh, further humiliations at the hands of uh, the Vietnamese, and also there were many French people who had precious little interest in Vietnam or understanding, really, as to why such a protracted war was being fought there. Okay, so we're going to finish there. 
Thanks very much for listening. I'll catch you on the next Explaining History podcast. Uh, and um, if you can support us via Patreon, that would be great. Um, you can find us on Patreon, the Explaining History podcast. Uh, um, and <coughs> do remember to check out our Facebook uh, group um, because everyone's welcome there and there's always new and interesting and uh, cool content to be, uh, uh, to be posted there, which I normally do. Take good care, everybody. All the best. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.